You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome to a special episode of Kaiju Curry House. I'm joined by my regular hosts, Alex and Paul, and you are listening to Joe. Tonight's topic is going to be Godzilla vs. Kong, the highly anticipated film for 2021. We're going to be giving our thoughts, some spoilers, but we're going to try and let you know when those are coming, folks. Gents, how are we doing tonight? Good, thank you. Excellent. Very, very good indeed. Joe, what have Kaiju been up to? I have been watching Godzilla vs. Kong, amongst other things. Yeah, it finally came out. Hot diggity dog. So that was an Americanism thrown in for you folks. But yeah, it's been great finally seeing this film. I have to say that uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm one of the folks that did. I think that it was well done film, but we'll get into that uh, a little bit more later on. Paul, what have Kaiju been up to? Give us some Graboid goodness here, pal. Oh, yeah, no no Graboid goodness, I'm afraid. Um, I mean, the only thing that I've been meaning to mention a few times now on the episode, on like, the show, and I know you're both going to hate me for it, but I just feel like I should talk about Fortnite for a minute. What? Yeah, I know. Have, did either of you see the opening cinematic for Chapter 2, Season 6? Sorry, season I two, know that six? Alien and Predator are in the new season. Yes. So basically, the, there's a new cinematic. There's a cinematic to introduce and the Ellen new Ripley. season. And Ellen Ripley. Um, and basically, you're following the main character Jonesy as he's running towards his big orb in the sky, which is um, it's called Zero Point, and there's all these portals from different dimensions there. And so he's running along through a battle, and you see a horde of xenomorph being taken out by. Um, not Ellen Ripley, by Sarah Connor, which is a bit strange. Um, then a wave of Terminators come, and a truck comes off the bridge and smashes them down, just like in Terminator 2, and Ellen Ripley pops out, and she's now killing Xenomorphs and Terminators. And then as he carries on running, you see Predator, about, about the little um, three dots going on a, on a man-cat that he's about to kill. And it's just the amount of stuff all these different franchises that have come in that aren't kid-friendly. They're all like 80s, 90s franchises, and yet they're in this game that is for a younger audience. And this whole season's gone primal now, so they've kind of got, they've actually now got dinosaurs in it. And I'm wondering, are we going to see a Jurassic World crossover? I mean, it would make sense. If they've got Aliens and Predator and Terminator, why not have an Indominus Rex loose on an island? And then does it get bigger and bigger? Are we going to see? Or could we see Godzilla versus Kong? I don't see why not. I hear tell in one of the past seasons that they had, and I don't play Fortnite for anybody who's asking, so I apologize if I get it wrong. But uh, in a past season, I think there was a giant monster versus a giant mech cinematic fight or something that you could watch yes. from afar. There was like their, their interpretation of, a, of, I guess, Voltron or a Megazord against their own original kaiju. I wasn't really playing at that point, so I don't know too much, but it's definitely got bigger over time, this franchise. So I don't see, I mean, I think this new cinematic was directed by the Russo brothers who did Avengers. 
and mm. I believe The Rock is now voicing a character in it. So it's it's pretty big. There we go. Fortnite is in Epic Games. Epic Fortnite. Games, yeah. Like, Fortnite. Just, just double checking to make sure I understand because I think there's an untapped audience here within the market because I remember once when I was at school and some kid was chatting to me and said, sir, you do a podcast, don't you? I said, oh, yeah, I am. it's released fortnightly. They went, Fortnite! <laughs> and they lost the total shit over. I went, no, 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 no. It's a fortnightly. fortnightly. It's a bi-weekly podcast. Oh, I don't care about that. But, you know, maybe there's an in here. Maybe. Well, obviously, well that's it. Can, it's, you know, it's absolutely let's massive. Let's just mention Fortnite a dozen times it's, throughout it's, the podcast it's the biggest. It's the we'll, biggest we'll thing. It makes, it makes billions. You know, it's yeah. so, so big. And if they're getting Aliens and Predator and Terminator, I mean, that's their, the kids that have been introduced to these franchises. Like my son had no idea what Alien and Predator was. And then it's in Fortnite. Oh, Dad, can I watch the film? He I'm, didn't care about Star Wars. Then it appeared. In, and he's like, I'm, oh, I want to watch The Mandalorian. I'm not too precious about what stuff we put in. If, if you know, It's all about the views. I mean, if I have to stop talking about It Follows, if you have to stop <laughs> talking about Tremors, forget all that stuff. You know, If we have to talk about uh, Fortnite to get people listening, then so be it. But You've seen it here, folks. Alex is sold out first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first, first. <laughs> I'm, I'm gone. Um, yikes. I just thought it's worth a mention because it's... Um, yeah. But then, I suppose, uh, Magic the Gathering, had, you know, for... Ikoria, Ikoria, however you pronounce it. I mean, they had, you know, like a license for Godzilla stuff for a bit. I imagine huge multinational brands like this will occasionally dabble with stuff to see how it goes, won't they? That doesn't mean that they're going to be in it for the long haul, right? Oh, no. It, it, yeah, it can just be a, a one-off kind of just to try and draw a new audience in. It's, um, it's a gimmick, isn't it, effectively? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it'll work. Right. Well, <laughs> someone asked the question, then we'll crack on and start reviewing this film. Alex, what have Kaiju been up to? Right, well, you know what? I'm surprised that neither of you guys have mentioned it, so I am going to drop a huge thanks to our friend, Mr. Tim Doyle, because... Oh, yes, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All that. Yeah, well, I am very, very grateful to Tim because arrived, um, arriving in the post recently was a copy of an original um, script for um, the Mighty Megalosaurus. That's what arrived for me. And there was another script and there was, was it like some fake money for you, Paul? It was, yeah. So it's an, an American, like a hundred dollar bill, but with a dinosaur yeah. on the, I, I'm, it was obviously the currency used in the show Dinosaurs. And like, this is a safe space, but it, like, it, it's a tricky situation when you have two scripts and <laughs> a dollar note and it's like, who do you give the script to? Because obviously, you know, the, the lawful good part of me was like, well, you give the two scripts to your friends. and keep... No, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> that. That is what you should have done. Yeah. That's what I should have done. <laughs> yeah. Did I do that? No, I went, oh, thank you. That's mine now. And then I had to go, right, who do I give a dollar bill to? Who do I give the script to? And I remember just how excitable and enthusiastic Joe was talking about dinosaurs. So, yeah. There we go. Yeah, I got the Switched at Birth uh, script, and it was fantastic. I do remember that episode. I remember Mighty Megalosaurus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic talking with him. And listeners, if you get the chance, you can hear our conversation with him. And it was a load of fun talking with him about the show Dinosaurs. Yeah. And other than that, um, 
things that have been happening on Twitter recently because um, it's been really, really busy for Kaiju and not just Godzilla vs. Kong. The fact that Hideaki Anno has announced that after doing Shin Godzilla, we know that Shin Ultraman's on the way, there's also going to be a Shin Kamen Rider. So my understanding is that Shin is just the kanji for new, like I think, but someone fact check me on that. I feel like I'm going to be called out by an expert, but you know, please fact check me. I think Shin is just Japanese for new. And yeah, Hideaki Anno is just going absolutely mad. He's throwing out stuff with Shin all over it. So it looks like we're going to get lots of more tokusatsu from Hideaki Anno. So do check that out on Facebook. Facebook? On their Twitter rather, but I'm sure it's on Facebook as well. Um, right, okay. Joe, how many times have you seen Godzilla vs. Kong? Six, okay. maybe more, I don't know. When was this film <laughs> released? Uh, April 1st in the UK. I saw it the night before because someone was absolutely lovely and let me use their HBO Max account and I got to see it via VPN. So that was really cool. But as soon as, you know, the next day rolled around, I just got on Amazon and went for it. So mm -hmm. that was that was a fun time. I had been waiting a long time for this mm -hmm. and via the nature of its release, I had an opportunity to binge it at home as much as I dared. So there we go. So you have in the space of four days watched this film effectively a day, a, one and a half viewings per day. You've seen this six times in four days. Well, there are four kids here that, you know, like weren't aghast, you know, watching it as well. So no, I guess not. We had, yeah, we had one viewing, which was my daughter, and we were waiting for the rest of the kids to arrive, and they arrived right at the end. And then naturally it was like, well, we want to see the beginning. Okay, then. <laughs> I'll, I'll humor you. So that's well, kind of the way that it went. It's impressive, but do you know how many times I've watched Paw Patrol just today? It's more than you've seen. You've turned it off. Wow. Is it um, still going? It's still going, isn't it? it it's, it's just on loop. My, my life is just a constant cycle of Paw Patrol. I just kind of sway backwards and forwards. Paul, how many times have you seen this film now? I've seen it twice now, which I think is a reasonable amount of times to see it. So how are we going to approach this? Because we have two hosts that have seen this film multiple times and we have myself who is yet to join the party. Well, oh. I kind of want to go spoiler heavy and just work through the film, just work about, through from beginning to end. But then how about we be nice it. to people? How about we be nice to people? <laughs> we start this with no spoilers and then in the end, we switch to spoilers, spoilers. for those okay. who want to listen to it. Okay, yeah. Okay, done, right, so let's spend the first part of this episode spoiler free second part go in hard and heavy spoilers there we go yep. fair enough done right done. okay spoiler free folks paul what was your impression of this film go my impression now let's start off and say i had not seen anything of this film before going into it i had avoided pretty much all spoilers i didn't even watch the trailer so I didn't know which, you know, which characters were returning. All I knew it was going to be Godzilla vs. Kong. And I wasn't excited because I wanted this to be an event rather than just me watching it at home alone. But all said and done, I really enjoyed my time. It was, I say, it's, it's like a ride. I, you know, it was a blast. I 
I turned my phone off. I wasn't interrupted. I just watched it, had a great time. And then just, I didn't really think much more about it. It was a great while it lasted, but nothing really memorable for me. Wow. <laughs> um, it might sound harsh, but uh, you know, I did really enjoy it. So I can't mm. complain about it. See, when I saw Kong Skull Island, that's kind of my take. It was like, a, yeah, yes, it was a ride. Did it blow me away? No. Was it damn good fun? Yes. However, I've returned for, few, for repeated viewings of Kong Skull Island and I've enjoyed it more on every review. So okay. I'm just wondering if it would be like that for you. Um, go on, Joe. Have your space. How was it? So I had a lot riding in this film. You know, family-wise, I've discussed this before in the podcast. I wanted it to be a certain way. And what I will say about Godzilla versus Kong is it, it does it makes no attempt to be an intelligent film with a message. There's no heavy dour, you know, characters that are trying to explain casualties, scientific theory, all that malarkey is gone. They are just trying to get as much fun crammed into this film as possible. And I thought it was really refreshing. I think that a lot of science fiction films these days tend to focus like a lot on the um, exposition, but not necessarily on the story that's in the film, particularly if they are science heavy, which the MonsterVerse endeavors to be in, in some points. But but this film was really just about was you understand the mythology, you know who these characters are, we know why you're here, let's just have fun with this. This movie was loud, big, dumb, absolutely fun. It was just fun. I, I, I can't say that it is a very deep piece of cinema. It, it doesn't go for that. It's not trying to be that. It's trying to be fun. So if you want to have a fun time, watch Godzilla versus Kong. But I had a great time. I've had a great time watching it. It's, it's been fantastic for me. I've wanted to see like this rematch for ages now. So it gave me everything I wanted out of it. So do you feel that it's followed in the same vein as Godzilla King the Monsters from 2019? Do you think like, cause you're saying sort of, it's not a particularly urethral experience, but it's fun. And there's the assumption that you know the mythology, you know where the characters are coming from, because that to me sounds like a description of King of the Monsters. No, it doesn't. King of the Monsters, it had something to, to say, King of the Monsters. It was trying to be an environmental message. It was trying to be a natural balance message, mm. more so perhaps than Godzilla which, you know, the whole let them fight, nature has an order, blah, 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 that's in that film. Yeah. But in King of the Monsters, Godzilla is out and out, like the natural order, we're trying to, you know, make peace with nature, we're trying to support him. The end credits, the Titans are restoring ecosystems as they wander about the earth, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. Although unfortunately, like they dropped an oxygen destroyer in the middle of an ocean or, you know, Gulf, and then they just nuked Godzilla's face, you know, we're ending up feeling pro-nuclear there. So there's a lot of mixed garble in it, but as fun for me as King of the Monsters was, it was really nostalgia heavy and it was really targeting fans. And there was just so much crammed into it that 
it lost a lot of the subtleties that you could have with Godzilla or Kong Skull Island. I feel like just because it was meant to be such a spectacle that they lost out in a lot of like the wild, like the grandeur of these animals as they just tromp across, like in Kong Skull Island and Godzilla particularly, like you see a lot from a human perspective, whereas in Godzilla King of the Monsters, you don't. And there's a lot of humor that's thrown in there that, that didn't always hit, or they're trying to be serious, or they're trying to explain something. But at the end of the day, these are giant monsters, and they are so deliciously fake that you don't need to try and justify them with science. And in Godzilla versus Kong, they don't try and do that. It's kind of like Godzilla and Kong Skull Island, like they were establishing a bedrock to build something from, and then King of the Monsters was a little bit wobbly, but in Godzilla versus Kong, they kind of found their soul. They kind of figured out what people want from these movies, and it's just to have fun. We know Godzilla's fake. We know Kong's fake. You don't have to try and set it up so that they just seem scientifically plausible. Mm. We just want to have fun with these characters, and I think that's what Legendary has ultimately come to with these. So you do think it's been a fun film? Oh yeah, it's been a hilarious, great ride. It's been fantastic. Hmm. Okay, that's. I agree that everything that you said about King of Monsters, about the whole message, and they've just thrown everything in the kitchen sink in. So there's, it's just a spectacle, isn't it? They're just trying to yeah. appease everyone. And while it was, it was a really good film. Had fun watching it. It's. <sighs> It wasn't as fun, was it? It wasn't as lighthearted as Godzilla vs. Kong. But I found Kong equally as fun. Whereas I know you're saying it's more of a, more like the original Godzilla, or, well, Godzilla 2014. Kong was more fun. I mean, like Kong Skull Island, that's what we're talking about, folks. Yeah. But it, it's more fun, certainly. I mean, like, unlike in Godzilla's Blu-ray release, the initial one, like, you can see what's going on in Kong Skull Island throughout the entire film. But um, in that, I mean, and part of the, the joy of that film is that you see things going on in broad daylight. Yeah, that's like another thing. That's so, it's <clears throat> the, yeah, the Kong film, so the Godzilla, Kong, and Kong are so much brighter. Mm. It's not these dark, moody scenes. This is just, again, like, like out um, the sunlight. They're yeah, out. it's yeah. bright light. It's, it's colorful. That iconic moment in Kong Skull Island where you have all of the helicopters flying along and you've got that blazing sun and the silhouette of Kong on the horizon. It's like he's there. There's no kind of confusion That's over what you're looking at. Brilliant cin yeah. cinematography. Oh, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's stunning. And I think that both 2014 and 2019 Godzilla films were criticized quite heavily for you can barely see what's going on, which I didn't fully agree with. I felt that it was a little bit in the same kind of... Um, vain as when you had the final season of game of thrones with the the night king everyone saying oh you can't see what's going on it's like well no because your tv's rubbish and I just just turn the brightness up but however they they you know yeah the, these two films are very dark so does godzilla vs kong you know correct that because the trailers that i saw it looked incredibly bright and vivid yeah it is incredibly yeah. bright and vivid without going into any spoilers you see what's going on. I mean, if you've seen any of the trailers, you know that they fight in Hong Kong. And the trailers show that really colorful, mm. backlit atmosphere 
from by the nature of just like how much neon there is in that city and while they're fighting again you can see this in the trailer i don't feel like this is spoiling but i mean you see all these different colors being like shown upon them mm. like one side of godzilla's head will be purple and the other will be green or you know like whatever but they are lit you can see the texture you know where they are it, it's it, it's fun again it's it's kind of like pacific rim was because pacific rim they had a fight in hong kong and it's just like all those colors with gypsy danger and i think it was otachi it's just you have a ton of fun like watching just all the mayhem that's being in zoo because you have like all the chairs falling out of the buildings they went in depth that far you get to see like just leaping around smashing through buildings it's a great time it's very satisfying to watch Let's take our first break. We're going to go spoiler heavy in a moment. My name is Connor Baxter, and I'm a freelance 3D artist. My specialty is sculpting various monsters and kaiju found in pop culture, which are then converted into model kits via 3D printing. This is something I enjoy doing very much, and if you're interested in my work and would like a private commission, then check out my portfolio site at invaderdesign.co.uk, where you can find my work and contact information. Or check out my Twitter, at invader underscore design. Cheers. Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Kaiju Curry House. We are releasing this as a special episode dedicated to the brand new, just released, Godzilla vs. Kong. Just a warning, folks, this will now be a spoiler-heavy section, so if you do not want to hear any spoilers, feel free to turn off, but not before you have followed us on Twitter. Thank you, we love you. Um, Joe, that, that, we're doing this. We're going in spoiler-heavy. That's it. Godzilla kicked Kong's ass and it made me so happy. <laughs> I came there, I came in wanting to see one thing and I was rewarded not once, but twice. He kicks his ass on the boat. He kicks his ass in the city. He takes an ax to the face and he gets right back up again. Woo, you guys were all thinking about this mega slugger that Kong suddenly found. Oh no, folks took it right to the noggin, came right after him. And you know what? He bit his toe to add insult to injury. Kong's, Kong's got like a, like a dislocated shoulder. He's scuttling away on his back. Godzilla bites his toe. I mean, like there was just no sympathy. Then he stands on his chest and he tells him off and he goes, that's right. And then he walks away. Kong tries to get up, but no, he falls over. Talk about it, folks. I have been waiting two decades of my life for this, and it finally happened. John, I win. I win. Not better, though. He did actually beat Kong, did he? Oh, he kicked his ass. <laughs> so, you well... stood on top of him, roar <laughs> in his face, turn your back and walk away, and then Kong tries to get up to, you know, like, to continue the fight and then falls apart in a shamble and then nearly dies. They had to jumpstart his heart. I'd count that as a win. And then the first time he had to play dead. Had to play dead. Can't be fair, Kong was on the fight. water. He doesn't stand a chance. Oh, this is another great thing about this. I mean, that's just, that's just cruel. I have been wanting to see Godzilla, the water monster, act like a croc or an ambush water predator for how long he finally does it was great 
I mean, like, we've never seen Godzilla really fight in the water before. We had snippets in King of the Monsters were fighting Ghidorah underwater. That wasn't, I mean, like, you saw nothing. And then it cuts away to these people. Godzilla versus Kong, one of the great things it does, it, does, it doesn't cut away from Kong or Godzilla. It cuts to Kong or Godzilla, but it doesn't show the people. It's like, no, 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 no. We don't want to see the talking heads. We want to see Godzilla and Kong. We want to see the axe to the face. We want to see the glowy lizard. Show us the fight. And it does. Yes. Yes, he won. I was happy. So Paul, my mild-mannered <laughs> British, <laughs> I now yeah. challenge you to speak with that, with even a shred of that. Oh, God, so, yeah. I, I, can, I, I just, oh. can I just pause this? <laughs> I'm wearing one of these smart watches that measures my heartbeat. It thinks, that I, it, it thinks that I've just <laughs> ran three blocks. So that's how passionate I am. Oh, okay. Well, let's say, so Kong, poor Kong, he's drugged. Okay, he's been sedated, chained to a boat. He's in the middle of the ocean. And Godzilla just comes along, knocks him upside down. So he's now drowning and chained and sedated. So yes, of course Godzilla beats him. He doesn't stand much of a chance. And the I mean, best kick, bit, I mean, one of the best bits in that Paul. fight is when Godzilla's going up to him and Kong Laid just headbutts waste. him. He just smacks him right in the face. Godzilla goes down, Kong gets up. Loved that moment. Loved it. So I think round one, Godzilla did win. But to be fair, Kong was on a boat and he was drugged and he was chained. That could so I don't I mean, feel that Godzilla that really deserves a massive praise. It was the berry juice, man. Are you saying? Are you saying? <laughs> there was, was no berry juice. Kong had been on a boat for what two days, heavily sedated. No, that's unfair. I feel like if there was a bar fight and one person was heavily inebriated and the other person was <laughs> mostly sober, you couldn't say in the next day, yeah, but one person was drunk. It wasn't a fair fight. If there's a scrap, there's been a scrap, and I think really, yeah, yeah. Okay, to be fair, this scrap, scrap <laughs> quotations mm. was like. The Rock walks into this pub <laughs> and the local pissant picks a fight. Okay? Like, this was intense. So you know that scene in the trailer, Kong's leaping off the boat. They don't show you what happens afterwards. You see, like, no. Godzilla, he wasn't playing. There were some scorched butt cheeks on that one because it does one of those King of the Monsters things where it goes right up into the clouds and you can see it for miles. That was meant to really cause some damage. And then, like, he really wasn't playing fair. Wrapped his tail around Kong when he did yeah, jump just in the dragged water him down. and dragged him down into the abyss. Oh, that was very cool. I just like how Joe's gloating here about who won, whereas Paul's basically calling for, like, anti-doping in the Olympics. You know, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to see them drug-tested. I want to know you that both people are in peak physical condition. Otherwise, no match. It's void. I feel it's a bit of an unfair advantage. That's all. But I mean, let, let, let's yeah, say, to yeah, be fair. it was an unfair advantage. It was monkey versus nuclear death dragon. Well, yeah, there's that as well. Godzilla can just fire infinite amount of radioactive energy from his mouth. He could go on land and underwater. He's a lot, he's, I mean, he is a beast. He's but you know what? I don't, watching this film, all I wanted was for Kong to win. Why? Because I love this film. Just, oh, I no, love Kong in this film. film. You, this film. is a Kong, yeah. This feels like a follow-up to Kong. Because Kong, you, yeah, I was attached to Kong is. and the little girl, who's now, I can't remember. Yeah, Kong signs. 
And there's a lot of empathy for Kong because Kong just, I mean, I say he signs, he signs. He goes like home. He can only (laughs) sign home. But apparently he comprehends. But he understands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like Kong's there and like one of the things that I found, you know, like really tugging the heartstrings, they're trying to get Kong to go into hollow earth to find this radioactive substance to power a certain large mecha we all know and love. And I was just thinking like, wow, this is King Kong escapes. And they're trying to get him to go down this hole, which looks so inviting. It's yeah. like a giant <laughs> sphincter into Antarctica. And anyways, it's like the little girl's just like, go down there. I was like, eh, I'd no. rather risk it in the cold. I don't trust you people. You put me next to the death lizard last time. This ain't happening again. So she's just like, your family might be down there. And he's like, oh. And then he just off he goes. But you know, it's just like, that was really wholesome. Like your family might be down there. And you like see it in his eyes. Like this Kong, short of Andy Circus in Peter Jackson's King Kong, is the most expressive Kong on screen that you're going to find and it was really nice to see that they put so much effort into his eyes his facial expressions his body language and to a degree because we are primates we're going to pick up more on that simian body language but they really did a great job with that and all through the movie it is kong's story you're sympathizing with him he is the anchor point of this film for the human characters for the most part and you do root for him and you do want him to be okay. I'm a Kong fan, generally. I didn't want him to win this fight because I've seen enough <laughs> underdogs win. Batman and Superman, that's, that, that's the other example that I was really miffed at. It's just like, Batman didn't won, win that fight. Like, Superman didn't want to have it. But it's just like, if Superman wanted to like, own somebody, he could. But in this, it's like they really went after each other. And I'm glad that they did. But at the same time, it's just like, you don't want Kong to walk away from this dead. You want him to live. Mm. There you go. So, like, to stress the point earlier, I've not seen this, but I don't mind about spoilers. Godzilla like, wins. <laughs> one will fall. One. That, well, they, they both fall. And they both walk away at the end. Okay, and yeah. I'm guessing that it's one will fall because Mechagodzilla dies. Yeah, I guess that's the die? one that fell. Mechagodzilla didn't die. Well, he got chopped to bits by Kong. No, he just got deactivated. Kong kicked his ass. <laughs> but yeah. one will deactivate doesn't well, <laughs> sound quite right, does it? Not the, great the, the whole thing, the whole thing with Mechagodzilla. So, Alex, you might not know this, but Ooh. what's controlling Mechagodzilla is actually Ghidorah. The remains of Ghidorah. Mm. They've okay. got Ghidorah's skull in a lab. And it's hooked up. It looks like a DJ booth, to be fair. <laughs> nice. They even say it in the movie. They do, right? yeah. And it's Ghidorah that ultimately takes control of Mechagodzilla. Now, Ghidorah isn't in Mechagodzilla when he's discombobulated, but it is, Ghidorah is just a skull with a whole bunch of stuff connected to it in a sense. So, but it's kind of neat to see that I I really liked that aspect of it. I I want a desk lamp that's a Ghidorah with a Mm. whole bunch of LEDs coming out of it now. I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, I, stop me well, there for a moment. Is the, is the idea basically that like the remaining head of King Ghidorah that we saw Kevin, our, it's Kevin, okay, right. Kevin, that we saw, at the, yeah, the, that we saw at the end of Godzilla King of the Monsters, 
that's basically been used in a lab and what the the evil presence in it has enough kind of power sentience to control mechagodzilla is that the idea no so basically what they're doing is what the way they explain it is so they use a bit of an anatomy lesson here Ghidorah's heads were so far apart that the nervous system would have had a delay if they'd been talking to each other through regular electrical current of your nervous system. Instead, mm -hmm. they were talking to each other telepathically via psionics. So what they do is they use Ghidorah's existing biology, but they plug a human into it. So the Ghidorah conscious element has been taken out, or so they think. And what they do is they plug a human into it, and the human is able to control Mechagodzilla, but in essence, we're using Ghidorah's biological capacities to do it. So when they do find the energy from the hollow earth, that's that good stuff that Mechagodzilla needed, they plug Mechagodzilla in and it has enough power to run around and do stuff. Now, is Ghidorah a clever cookie? And was Kevin waiting all this time to have enough power to go and do its own thing? maybe who knows but the second that mechagodzilla is capable of wandering off site kevin sees his opportunity and goes for it mm. so he reverses whatever channels there are on the human that's plugged into him electrocutes the guy and then assumes control of mechagodzilla and then that's when our fight starts so he hijacks it effectively yeah it's not really hijacking if you are the truck. Well, like <laughs> okay. the guys, the guys drive in the truck. Ghidorah is that is, is what's moving, what's powering the truck. Yes, the truck is Mechagodzilla. So Ghidorah is the engine. The guys behind the wheel, and basically yeah. the autopilot takes over. Okay, yeah, manual human driver. So to kind of draw it to something that I've seen a bit like when the Evangelians kind of become self-aware and Ava Unit 1 kind of goes into totally. Berserk, berserk mode. Is, is that go. a fair comparison? Exactly that, okay. pretty much. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and what was the kind of the delivery of Mechagodzilla? Did, did it look good in the modern setting? Oh, no. it, was, it was creepy. It was oh. awesome. Right, well, right. <laughs> go on, Paul. This is a safe space. No, I... But is I... I was a bit disappointed in the design, to be honest. I didn't feel there was much of a build-up to him. And then he saw him and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I preferred the Ready Player One. Okay. Mecha, Godzilla. Ready Player One had a lot of nostalgia attached to it, and it was absolutely lovely. I will say that, that it was a brilliant design for Mecha Godzilla, and you will not find a Godzilla fan that does not like that Ready Player One design because it incorporates all the best attributes of every Mechagodzilla that came before it. Whoever designed that guy, brilliant. You have done your homework, you did your job right. This Mechagodzilla, it needed to be something new and it needed to be a surprise. Now, the route that they went is they tried to make it look like a realistic machine, kind of like the way Jet Jaguar is being portrayed in Godzilla's singular point. His hands look weird, his joints look a little bit different. It's, I guess I should say, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's because there's no there's no plating as such, is there? Yeah. It's not. It's just it's all full of holes. Also, it's um... yeah. But the, this Mechagodzilla is designed to be a brawler, isn't it? Like this Mechagodzilla goes in there like a Jaeger and just totally fights these kaiju. It's even its hands. So we have it's kind of like pincers, but we have two claws going in one direction 
and two other claws similar to thumbs coming up from the bottom of the palm. And those are meant for grasping, for grappling with something. And the whole, the whole creature is jointed in such a way that it can move and manipulate its environment and dodge. And it's really great. It is not meant to be a stationary Mechagodzilla. Every Mechagodzilla I feel that came before was a long range weapon with limited um, fighting capabilities when it came to hand to hand. This thing's a hand to hand master and it can back it up with a lot of artillery and, you know, beam goodies, I guess you could call them. It reminded me of something from a Transformers film. That's the type of design. In a good way? Not necessarily in a good way, just in a, that's the type of the style it was. One of the things that, oh, sorry. One of the things that I really enjoyed about it was the hydraulics. Mm -hmm. Did you notice the hydraulics, Paul? Well, when he got chopped up, I noticed a lot of, (laughs) <laughs> um, liquid flying everywhere um the thing i like most about it is um the the, th- the thrusters so as you say so he could quickly move or he could pull godzilla along because he's just you know he's, he's got a jetpack on him it's it's very cool ma- it he is mahusive by the way yeah. so there's a point when godzilla and mecha godzilla are firing their beams they meet in the middle. Every Godzilla and Mechagodzilla has done it before. We always have this one shot. And he is a head and shoulders taller than Godzilla. All right. Okay. A head and shoulders. Like he is much mm. taller. And when you look at Godzilla and Kong, they do eventually team up versus Mechagodzilla. Each one grabs an arm and each one doesn't even come up really to the shoulders of it. And Kong is actually, I mean, like Kong's almost as tall as Godzilla in this film, but Kong can hang off one of the arms and like stand on his shoulder and like Mechagodzilla is still standing. He, it really does have the semblance of a boss battle. It was, it was a fantastic thing to see when they, when they do actually team up. Hmm. Yeah, it was a very cool end battle. They said there just wasn't, I didn't feel there's much build-up for Mechagodzilla, like for the human storyline of explaining this evil corporation, or you know, and why it's doing it. It just felt a bit flat. But felt the fight itself flat. is very cool. Felt a bit rushed. Could they have taken a lot more time with it? Time with it? Yeah, Mechagodzilla could have been something that they could have started in Godzilla: yes. King of the Monsters. To be fair, and they could have finished up with it in Godzilla versus Kong, and everybody would have been happy. Yeah, it's just like the backstory the funding for it i mean like we had like a few words at the end of godzilla and the monsters credits but that ain't <laughs> yeah, enough not much mm. it's that, just... and like the main driving system is kevin which we didn't even know where he was going at the end of that no. because i mean so um start the film starts off um with a podcaster going undercover into this um yeah kaiju he, podcasters they're the yeah, best man he's he's going um you know, to, to get the plans and expose the, the, the corporation and what, and what it's doing there. And then Godzilla just shows up and starts blowing everything up. It looks fantastic. Godzilla looks pretty demonic. You know, his his um, eyes lit up and just destroying really like everything. So Godzilla starts off here. as the bad guy, it looks like. It's very cool. Right. We will wrap up our second part now. And what I was thinking was for the final part, let's talk about the future of the MonsterVerse and what our predictions are going forward. Excellent. Hello and welcome back to the final part of Kaiju Curry House, where we're going to discuss the future of the MonsterVerse. 
Who wants to go first? Or can I? You can, yeah. Pear. Go okay. for it. After seeing Godzilla vs. Kong, I want to see more of Kong. Okay, and I think because the, I believe the license has now expired with Toho and they'd have to mm. renegotiate while they're doing that. I don't see why they can't put together another Kong film. Let's um, explore Hollow Earth. Let's see what kaiju are down there because there must be a load of cool creatures down there. And let's let's see some of the other kaiju from King of the Monsters because they weren't referenced or, or seen at all in Godzilla vs. Kong. And there's about 10 of them introduced in that film. Mm. So I think Legendary has got a lot of things it can do without necessarily having the Godzilla license, but keep you know, the Monsterverse rolling. Joe? So I'm going to stick with Paul on this one. We need to know more about Hollow Earth. So Netflix has teamed up with uh, Legendary. They're going to be doing a, a miniseries anime about Kong in the Hollow Earth. And that's been confirmed. I, I think I've had about my fill of anime um, and kaiju for the moment. I feel like that keeps being thrust upon us um, as Western audiences. I know that in Japan, anime is all the rage. That's fine. But I would really like to see live action um, sequels to this yeah. universe. I'd like to see it continuing with live action. And I just want to see more MonsterVerse. And every time I watch these films, I just think, wow, there's just so much lore building that's gone behind every design of every set they go into. And it's never explained. It never delves deeper. So there's one point where Kong, you know, finds Stormbreaker, Zilla Breaker, if you will. And he's, he's got this thing and then he sets it down on the floor. And the scene from the trailer that you see is just like the blue Godzilla-esque serpent around what is, what is realistically his throne. So that Godzilla is made up of a bunch of other axes, just like Kong's, if you look closely. And they're all fitted into the floor. Someone carved out a niche so that they fit perfectly into the floor. Kong's throne is carved for a creature of his size. The door is for creatures of his size. The vaulted ceilings in that chamber are all to scale with Kong and his species. Did he make this? Did his species, sorry? Or did human beings? Like it's never really elaborated on. Obviously the Titans came to the surface and they were worshiped, but what was going on in Hollow Earth? I mean, like there's a whole civilization that may not be human that took place in this Hollow Earth. And that's just a fantastic area for lore building. Obviously, Kong species came into contact with Godzilla species long ago because you have all these axes laid out. It doesn't necessarily have to be a hostile one, although that's where they took it. But there are just so many other creatures as well that we saw in that brief introduction to it. We saw the flying snakes, the war bats. We saw the hawk, the hawk bats. And we saw like a couple of crustaceans that were coming up out of a lava mm -hmm. field. We basically saw Minya and this giant lizard that was eating the crustaceans. Um, it was just so cool to see all these things. And then like the floating rocks, the colors, it kind of reminded me in a sense of Avatar, you know, the James Cameron movie, because there was just so much going on. And I guess the floating rocks didn't help, but you could do so much with that space. And it seemed such a pity to waste it. And additionally, you could do the you could do the civilization that was worshiping the Titans on the surface, 
as another film. You could do Godzilla BC and you could do Kong Hollow Earth and you could follow these up. You don't even necessarily have to focus on those two characters. But yeah. What tone would the two of you want another MonsterVerse film to take though? I think there's room to go every which way depending on you could have you could have different directors with their own take you can have one that's you know really dark and creepy you can yeah. have like a shin godzilla feel and you can have as others that are just like kong and you know bright and friendly i don't there's so many creatures and so many stories that you could have i don't see why they can't you know just cherry pick the right director and screenplay for whichever project they fancy my take on that is that if you look at each of the four films that they've put out for this MonsterVerse, each one has a different color palette and a different feel. Mm -hmm. So in Godzilla, we have a dark color palette and it's kind of like a thriller, isn't it? It's like a science fiction thriller almost that ends in a kaiju battle. Then we have Kong Skull Island, which has a bright orangish color palette and it's a survivalist film. Like we are trying to get off an island. It's, it, it's an escape picture, isn't it? Like yeah. you're trying to escape from this island. Then we have Godzilla King of the Monsters and that, I mean, dark blue, like blue. That's how you could sum that movie up. It is blue. Yeah. And that is just an epic. It's just like a kaiju epic. They've thrown everything in. It's Return of the King without necessarily the other two films to back it up. Mm. But, and then we have Godzilla versus Kong and I mean, like, it's multicolored, it's neon lighting. I mean, like, this is the Thor Ragnarok of the MonsterVerse. Like, they use the music, the synthesizers. There is synthesizer music in this. I thought that was brilliant. But it is, it is Thor Ragnarok, when you think about it, for the MonsterVerse. And each one of these films has had its own distinct feel, its own distinct motivations. So you, you could argue that there are different films for different audiences, and a lot of what people have been saying and critics have been saying is like, how did this film franchise take off when others such as the dark universe didn't? And I think that's because each film was meant to be kind of a standalone picture. It's its own flavor. It's its own being, albeit they all link up in the end. So how would I prefer to see a Kong hollow earth picture take place? I would love to see kind of like an Indiana Jones vibe going through okay. with this like find an artifact lost civilizations what have you booby traps kaiju sized booby traps who knows but it just has that possibility to be so fun whereas with you know like the godzilla kaiju worshiping uh, terrestrials like on the surface i would really like to see something that's akin to like stargate you know like here we had an advanced civilization like bc and they had Titans and they were worshiping Titans and they were interacting with them. That would be awesome. And obviously they had architectural capabilities far beyond that of like what was going on in Egypt at the time. So like I said, like you have different takes for what you could go for. I could say, not necessarily exactly the same, but do you remember um, Terra Nova, that TV series? Where they're like setting up camp in the prehistoric. Yeah. Yeah. You could have because I mean they they're going to get an outpost in Hollow Earth. I don't see why they couldn't do a TV series kind of to explain the law. Oh yeah, of course they could. I mean, like that like, humans living amongst dinosaurs, prehistoric creatures, like 
smaller kaiju. Yeah. That, that would be fantastic. And like, again, you have so much opportunity. You can put graboids in it, Paul. Who's, yeah, who's to say that's not where they originated from? You have a gold mine of opportunity here. And I do think that Legendary isn't going to, necessarily, isn't going to just put down this franchise. Because at the moment, Godzilla vs. Kong is doing so well. It's looking to be the highest earning film of the pandemic era. So it, it that doesn't say much, though. How, how much do we know how well it is performing financially? At the moment, it's over two hundred million. Okay, that's which not is bad. Res, which is quite respectable, considering this is its opening weekend time, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like in theory, it could only get better once cinemas open up and people want to see it on a larger screen. One thing I will say about this film is it screams to be seen on a larger screen, and mm. I really want to see it in 3D. There are moments when they're flipping around in those heaves. It's really funny because they make vomiting jokes inside a flying apparatus that they call a heave. Hollow Earth uh, aerial vehicle, I think is what they're called. But uh, yeah, we're flying, we're, don't heave while you're on the heave. But while you're flying around to that, you got a, a lot of great point of view shots, like zipping past Kong's head, flying around Godzilla's beam. And if that was in 3D, it'd be spectacular. There are scenes when Godzilla's coming up out of bays, like in Pensacola, or no, not Pensacola, um, Hong Kong, where he knocks over a bridge and you have cars falling right in front of you. It'd be so much fun to see that in IMAX or on a 3D screen. And I think people are going to flock to cinemas, you know, once this thing uh, ends. And I think Godzilla versus Kong could see, you know, a second uh, breath when it hits cinemas and people can go and see it in those formats. So what is there to stop the MonsterVerse continuing? Is it just literally licensing at the moment? It's just license. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's not even MonsterVerse. Licensing. It's just Godzilla, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, any Toho. Yeah. They can carry on with all the ones they've created themselves. They can carry on with Kong, from what I understand. It is just Godzilla and... Because presum presumably, um, like the, the Muto is that has nothing to do with Toho because that's Legendary's intellectual I would, property. I would say that since this was a mutual deal um, and they were both coming up with it on both fronts, I'd say that it would be a shared property, the MonsterVerse. So it would be very hard to detassel that. Now, Toho, the folks over there, they aren't, they're pretty sharp cookies. And I think that they're going to end up continuing the MonsterVerse because they've got an entire Western audience. That's, I mean, it's making millions and millions right now, hundreds of millions, and it's popular the world over. I think that it'd be a shame not to ride this out because they've got a great wave going with this film. And you might as well make another one just to see if it continues. I mean, that, that's, as a business person, that's what I would see them doing. So would you say Toho would say, yeah, we'll give you a, a, a single film deal and see how that goes? Or would they get another three picture deal? Or, you know, how, how long do you think Toho would sign on for? I, I can envision one or two more films, certainly. I mean, it's, it, they're not doing it like the Avengers. They aren't mapping it out to all of our knowledge as far out as like what yeah. Marvel did. Yeah. But they are certainly having fun with it. And I think as long as these films continue to attract an audience and to make money, they're going to continue making them. That's the one thing that we've seen for certain that Toho does with Godzilla. So why they would end a successful franchise, I don't know. Well, I think it is time for us to wrap up this episode. Why don't we give our own personal recommendations? Um, as I understand it, we've all watched this on Amazon Prime, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. 
So first and foremost, if nothing else, go on to Amazon Prime and pay your rental fee. You keep it for 40, yeah. 40 hours, is that right? Yeah, I yeah. think it's 16 quid all in and you get Godzilla. Oh, look, you've got 30 days to watch it, but once you start it, oh, you have 40 it. hours to yes, include to watch it. viewing it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you watch it as many times as you like within those 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And it's available, yeah, on Amazon and Rakuten and Chile and pretty much everywhere. I think we yeah. have it. Yeah. Do we have any other recommendations? Kingdom Kong and Godzilla Dominion, which are the prequel comics by Legendary, are coming out in the next few days. Um, on Amazon, they're about 13 quid. And they do set up uh, the story, you know, just ahead of Godzilla versus Kong. They've got some great art in them. Uh, some titans, such as Behemoth, do make appearances. Um, we've been shown snippets. And I'd say pick them up and uh, give them a read. They look to be interesting, to say the least. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I as I say, apart from renting this film, I would just say perhaps go back and watch the other ones, get you ready for it. And I wish I kind of built myself up now and watched the films leading up to it. Mm. But sadly, I didn't. Yeah, that, that's my only regret. I think that with it not being available at the cinema in the UK, I kind of stepped off the bandwagon of enthusiasm. Whereas yeah. if I'd gone to the cinema, I probably would have gone like, you know, let's say yeah, Tuesday, Godzilla 2014, Wednesday, Kong Skull Island, Thursday, you know, King of the Monsters, and then Friday, bam. But, you know, circumstantially. Um Okay, well, let's wrap things up, guys. And I know what I'm going to be doing. It's going to be watching this film. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you, folks, for listening tonight. We hope that you have enjoyed the podcast. Go see Godzilla vs. Kong. He's not king yet, I guess. And uh, as always, folks, keep it kaiju. Thanks for joining us at the Curry House today. We hope we've given you enough kaiju goodness to last until next time. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at CurryKaiju. If you want to join us on Facebook, we're at UK Kaiju. And if you want to find out about other shows in the network, please visit heroespodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. So, did you enjoy Godzilla vs. Kong? Uh-huh. And what was your favourite bit? Um, King Kong and Godzilla. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoil- whoa, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Spoilers. Charlotte, you have to say spoiler alert first. Can you do that for me? Okay. Um, spoiler alert? Spoiler alert? Oh, my now, goodness. Now, can you tell us what your favourite bit is? Yeah, 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 yeah. When Godzilla and King Kong um were fighting together. Yes. Oh. You like Daddy that part? Make say that. Yeah. That's, that's good. And do you think that there's going to be another Godzilla movie? Yeah. You do. Well, there you go, yeah. folks. Okay, so on Twitter, hashtag continue the monsterverse. It's been decided by Joe's daughter, Charlotte. That is it, folks. Well, thank you very much, Charlotte. I am glad that we have a professional opinion. 
cool. And is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners about Godzilla versus Kong? No. Nope. Okay. Excellent. That, that, that's it, isn't it, Paul? We're that's wrapping. it. That's all we needed to know. Yeah. Well, keep it kaiju. Thank you. Yeah.